You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one, man. Have a listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first edition of the Mariners podcast during the, the current season. Um, it was a long summer. Um, it's been a bit of a gap since we got together through various various reasons, but it's great to get back around the table again uh, to chew the fat over what has been ultimately a, a terrific start to the league campaign for the Mariners. Um, at this time of recording, we've played eight, won six, drawn one, lost one, um, 19 points, top on goal difference, only three goals conceded in the league this season so far. So compared to last year already, it's a, a, a far, far, far better start of the season alongside me. As always, uh, I've got Sai and Ronnie. Good evening, gentlemen. Had we said at the start of the season, if, had we said on Friday night of the 16th of August that um, in six weeks' time, Shields would be top with the record that we've got, would you have taken it? Certainly, yeah. Uh, specifically with the, the, the goals against Column, I think, um, uh, you know, can't really ask for much more in terms of points on the board and, and, uh, and goals conceded. Yeah, the stats. If you give us them stats, I would have took them. Definitely would have mm-hmm. took them. And uh, there's a story behind it, right? That we're going to go through. But I think there's been. It hasn't been easy to get those points because I think we've had a few injuries and suspensions yeah. of key players. If you go back to the first game away to Radcliffe, you know, a really tough start. You know, we always seem to have tough starts. We, you know, there's no cakewalk. Um, you get Gilchrist sent off, unfortunately, undeservedly, probably. Um, but it was, you, you know, you kind of undo the decision. Um, but to get an away win, that for me immediately made my ears prick. I think, wow, down to 10 men away from home, we're going to win it, albeit with a world even Briggsy, but yeah. we've held on. Clean sheet, very yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, that automatically made me feel very much encouraged. Because we had a discussion on the last podcast we had about what we expected for Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we came to the conclusion that we. Because of the squad we've got, and because I think Radcliffe have been relegated, haven't they, from their league, or they've been promoted? Been promoted. Been promoted. Because they're the new boys in the league, we would expect to win that game. However, mm. it made it harder because Gilchrist was sent off relatively early in the match. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was a good, very good result. And that encouragement that I felt then uh, was extended because of the home win on the Tuesday night against Ashton. Pretty straightforward victory, really. Mm. Ashton had been relegated. And you can see why. And since then, they haven't pulled up any trees. No, they haven't. Again, typically of the National League North, they looked strong. They were organised. But that's typical of the Northern Premier League. All clubs are strong. All players are physically strong. They're all organised. Athletes. Yeah, and they just have to be broken down. And and we did, you know, did the job. I think that's going to be the case throughout the season, really. Uh, I think what I remember about that game was obviously Gilchrist opened his account because yeah. he could play one more game before he got suspended. <laughs> he looked, I mean... looked really hungry, didn't he? looked really good, really yeah. hungry, really confident. And Daly looked very sharp in his understanding of law and Law's strength. You're watching it going, this this is just fantastic. You, you, you're thinking that there's been a lot more training, that the friendlies were a little bit better to get them knitted together. Yeah. And you're thinking, right, we're going to take off here. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. I was like, when Daly made that turn... Yeah. Some turn in the box where he negged the defender. Yes. And it was like unbelievable. You're yeah. like, what am I watching here? 
Um, he's like Billy Wiz. He, yeah. He, he, he's so energetic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 3 0, comfortable win, two from two. And then you've got the Gilchrist uh, ban, which was then coupled with injuries. Yeah. When we host Hyde the following Saturday. And it was a game where you and I, Ronnie, were, you know, we said, you know, we don't deserve to lose when they got their goal. But ultimately, we, did, we didn't deserve to lose. We did, I don't think we did enough to quite win the game. But that immediately, because of the, the suspensions, we quickly thought, well, you know, we've more than held our own against a very, very physical and a very accomplished high team. Yeah. If that's what we're like when we're so short, this yeah. auger as well. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a shell shock performance because I, I, I think we had Baxter, Adam Shaw, Lowe, Daly, Gilchrist, Foley, Thurston, and a couple of more missing. That's like that that team against Ashton's pretty much been ripped ripped yeah, apart. The first team's gone, isn't it? Really, the first team's pretty much gone. And the young lad Connolly on loan was dropped right into the deep end. Yeah, a small lightweight kid, really. Yeah. Playing up against like seasons and uh, halves. Yeah. He had no chance. No, no chance. And I think you're right to only get beat one 0 and to play like we did. I think we did deserve the deserve a draw. We deserve a draw, definitely. Was, the, we, the, at the time, it was there was a there was a smash and grab goal there. Yeah, as we, yeah. uh, at, at the time, it was disappointing. But looking back on it now, yeah, I think it probably did the team a bit of good. You know, it, to show that when you got all these players out, you can still do a performance yeah. like that at this level. <laughs> one of the things that really then really knocked me was the fact that. It was a hot day that day. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, you then have to go to Scarborough on a hotter day. Yeah. Um, on a 3G pitch, which was hot, mm. full of rubber. So another ton of rubber put on it. Yeah. Um, that's got to be something the Northern Premier League going to have to look at. Because that was just asking for players on, on all teams, not just mm. Shields and Scarborough. It's asking for injuries and illness. I, I don't understand why. Because... This league started a week later than anybody. The two weeks later than some. Yeah. So why why would the, why wouldn't that just start with everyone else? And it might cut out the need to have these two games. It would. I think I, you know the reason why they start later, I believe, is because it's down to the clubs. The clubs vote on it and decide that they want to start later because the the longer the season lasts, the more they've got to pay the players. Okay. You know, most um, most players I'm sure now are paid annually rather than. I don't sure. know. I probably sure. not. No, I don't think so. I think, um, and and much like most other sports, when you know when you you want your bigger crowds, bank holiday, you're going to get bigger crowds, and and that's what they go for, you know. And I don't think that'll ever change. But it, if if it's going to have to for me, because that players were out on their feet. That game of Scora was horrendous. It was a horrible game. It was rubbish. Mm. Yeah. Horrible game to watch. No football played whatsoever. The pitch was so hot, the ball wouldn't roll. You couldn't string passes together. It was just dirge. And uh, to get a point again on the road, spoke volumes. That's the thing. Because, yeah. because again, that that young kid from Sunderland was battered by their centre halves. Yeah. Um, and you would with, have had even less of a chance with the ball bouncing his head. Bouncing over his head. Pitch. And then you've got uh, Walshaw. Coulson. And Coulson up from Scarborough, and that was the game where, from I really had my eyes open with the difference in 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 quality of Brown and Morse. I was always worried about Brown and Morse together. Yeah. Yep. Um, like I said pre-season, we were, we were, we were, Brown was just you think like, well, he's a squad player. He's yeah. out and 
it's just that sensational this season. That for me was the game because they pummeled us in the second half, and Brown and Morse were more than up for it, and Miles Borney as well. And I don't mind eating a bit of humble pie, I think, you know, in terms of Brown. Oh, with Brown. Yeah. Massive serving of humble pie for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> incredible two magnificent performances at centre half that day Miles Boney dominated his six yard box in, in fact well his 18 yard box and that was because I, I was stood behind the goals and I had me that, that really kind of again encouraged me an encouragement which which bore fruit the following Saturday when we turned Bamba Bridge over 4-1 mm-hmm. um, that was just the tonic that that we needed yeah. so that was a four goal blitz in nine minutes yeah it made the difference. It blew Bamber Bridge away, really. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, it was just all of it. I don't think I've ever seen a spell. I know Shields, if you go back to the Northern League, maybe have turned a team over 6 7 8 nil. But a four goal spell like that, I kind of think of a spell. We started just... getting some of our key players back as well after Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that helped. And the good thing as well about the Bamber Bridge win is there was a Quite a few of our key players got their first goals of the season. Yes, Mason and Thurston. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all kind of it's all. It always looks like it's going to take off. It's happened like that for a while. You were saying before, so yeah, you know, for, probably for three seasons now. Like you just think we're on the cusp of something. There's a team being gelled together, and we're gonna we're gonna batter someone, mm-hmm. and it's never quite happened, you know. And uh, it's it's starting to come again, and. Um, what I would say, you know, when we're talking about the defence, and you touched on Gary Brown, I think as well, Dylan Morse. I think the um, the 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 fact he's now a professional footballer, you can see an improvement yeah. in Dylan Morse, strength-wise, game management. Mm-hmm. Just he looks, he's almost like he's become a man almost. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing yeah. and alongside Brown, who you know, as I said before, would be worried. He's always played but his best alongside John Shaw. But he's always played his best at right back yeah, for me, and, and and it's just an, an irrelevance now that that Morse and Brown have been fantastic, you know, and uh, allowing John Shaw to go up front. But we'll have more of that later. Backed up by a very very good keeper, mm-hmm. terrific, very good keeper. proper goalkeeper, commanding. You can hear him calling, you know, from the opposite end of the pitch. You know, you can hear him shouting at his defence, and and that instills confidence in you in the defenders. They know what they know. That what the goalkeeper's going to do, what he's going to come for, and what he isn't going to come for. Yeah. They know their jobs, and it, it's and you can see across the back four. You know, it's just it, it, again my goals record against. You know, three goals conceded. It, it, it's there's a reason behind it. You know, um, so um, then comes the FA Cup. Now I said in the in the off season that I I, I would love to see an FA Cup run. I, mm. I wasn't so much bothered about an FA trophy run because when the trophy starts and when it really yeah. gets into the nitty gritty it's in the middle of the league campaign. Yeah. I'm gutted. Yeah. Absolutely gutted that we've gone out of the cup like we did against Cone who have just hammered Osset United as well in the in their replay. We missed a trick. Normally the FA give us really difficult draws. Mm. And if you look had we beaten Cone we would have had Osset at home and you think two two home draws yeah. against lower league opposition and then you're two games away from the FA Cup first round proper yeah and to play as badly as we did at home Ronnie that was awful wasn't it I don't know where it came from I, it was as I if I can't put my finger on why it was such a lacklustre performance when beforehand and then afterhand <laughs> the, the blown teams away well credit to Cone of course yeah. they, they clearly set out they had two 
heavy banks of a four and a five, mm-hmm. um, literally, you know, cut out a lot of space, um, but we just kept going sideways, literally sideways. Mm-hmm. It looked like Phil Turnbull was treading water. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, that was the game for me where we were crying out for a Luke Daly because it just needed a spark mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. It just didn't come from anybody. Um, I suppose Jordan Hunter was the best outlet, but yes. the ball kept going left. Yes, it did. Time after time after time. Uh, I just wonder if, um, you know, it's an irrelevance really, but had we been drawn away to come, I wonder if it would have been, there would have been a difference. Because we're at home to lower league opposition, as in a, against because of the FA Cup, you know, like when we've played against low, like teams above us, yeah, you, and, and, well, in the history of the FA Cup, you know, teams raise their game, yeah. and I just wonder if we just like our players felt well, it's in the bag, and you, you don't have to think more, you know, it only takes one or two players to think like that, and it just throws you well, off. I, and if if we'd played away to Colne on a Saturday, um, you know, we would have taken more supporters down, there'd been a bit more of an atmosphere, so we've probably gone away from home and and. Probably battled a bit more in front of a, 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 a stronger away fan, away support contingent. The, the way it's fallen this time, we played at home, probably felt it was in the bag, and then go away to Cone on a Tuesday night. You know, very small crowd. You know, and just it, to it play, sounded, to, it sounded dreadful on the radio. Yeah, it did. We listened to it live, and it, it was an, it was just an awful game. Nothing basic, no no chances created either end. But to, to not score a goal against a team from the lower division over 180 minutes of football was was a bit of a jolt for me. I have to say, I I, I was a little bit worried to be fair, you know. And uh, you know, hindsight, there's no need to be. But to not score a goal and not really look like scoring a goal 180 minutes was, oops. Would it be cynical to say that maybe management didn't prioritise the FA Cup? I think it helped not having an FA Cup run helps with the league objectives which I'm assuming the league objectives are front and centre of everyone's um, bonuses everyone mm-hmm. everyone at the club's uh, objectives I'm sure the manager's up there it's promotion above and beyond everything it has to be you know in terms you know yeah. as a professional club now if we don't get promoted this year there's, yeah. there's bound to be big problems you know yeah. but I just think as a club I can't believe the, the management even, but certainly not from the from the chairman or whatever, that they wouldn't want a, a, an FA Cup run this season when that is the key to getting your profile. Even in the town of South Shields, you know, you, you get national recognition, but even in Shields, where people who like, are not that bothered really, oh, you know, fourth qualifying round against Hartlepool or, or first round proper. It, yeah, it, it, it brings interest and the club is, you know, obviously striving to, to lift the profile mm. and like you say, they've missed a trick massively, mm. you know. That was good in that. But, on the flip side, um, Fenton and Picton needed a reaction, and they certainly got one down at Matlock. Mm. Great result. To, to inflict their first defeat. Yeah, because yeah. they were on form. Yeah. You're thinking from the Colne game, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. But, you know, it's like, that's a tough game. On paper, and, you know, you've got to say, it looked like, it was a very tight game and it needed a moment of magic from John Shaw with a volley from outside the box. <laughs> Just that little mm, amazing goal. Yeah. I think that there's pieces of magic like that and we've got a lot of players who can produce that. That's the difference in this league mm. because it can be stalemate, stalemate, one piece of magic, Briggs, Shaw, Daly. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we've got and that's what happened in this game because I think that one piece of magic opened it up. 
Yeah. And we were able to see it home. Yeah. So back on core, back on track, and then back, you know, go to Tadcaster in the in the League Cup. Now, what interested me was the fact that over the last two seasons, the League Cup has definitely been a competition where academy players and fringe players get game time. Um, Graham Fenton in the in the post match interview after Matlock indicated that that wasn't going to be the case. Very kind of coy, sheepish about you know, and ultimately they played a very very strong side. Mm. Which wiped the floor with Tadcaster. Yeah. Um, I guess that could be the fact that players, the squads, not necessarily bigger, but it's better. It's certainly stronger. And players, more players are full time, so should yeah. be able to withstand the pressures of playing two games a week because yeah. they've got more rest time. They're not working, yeah. um, and so therefore the players that need game time are ordinarily, you know, what you would class as first team players anyway. But um, it was good to see. Um, Jordan Anier, um, mm-hmm. another new face on the score sheet. Um, we'll talk about those types of things shortly, but um, a great cup win. And then Saturday, Baseford, um, I spoke to, to Lee Pickner after the game. Fair enough, I was six pints in, like, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I was kind of um, not disappointed in Baseford, but it didn't appear to be as good as I was expecting to be, but Lee disagreed. He said, no, no, they were a good side. And having watched the highlights, I think, yeah, probably my six pints didn't uh, <laughs> help me judgment. But uh, to get, a, 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 again, a, a 2-0 win, it was another one of those games. And that wasn't the first game this season where we, we've all turned around and said, we would have conceded last year. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. We would have conceded. The, the, we opened the door a lot for teams last year, a number of times, like the 1-2-0 win, you're on top. And then a silly mistake or a lack of concentration, yeah. as you sometimes maybe not get pulling, getting pulled back for a draw or for a defeat, but certainly having a nervy <laughs> twenty minutes that doesn't do you anyone because the defense was jittery. You could see it. Yeah, because once you've got that nervy period, you can't make the subs that you want. Arrest them. Everyone, people, players um, stretch extra to block things because it's a. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when you don't have those scary moments at the end of the game, that allows you to manage the game better and you get mm. should, in theory, get less injuries. Aye. Um, but, I mean, you know, there's a number of times this season where you're like, we would have conceded by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to see them not, I mean, three goals, only three goals conceded this season is absolutely Eight league games. Brilliant. It's, that's kind of the, that, that's the, the record Warrington had Warrington, last season. Yeah, I was going to say you know, but without the goals, well, yeah, we're, we're scoring. scoring the goals. We we are scoring. We yeah. are scoring the goals. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yet again, they're being shared around. Yes, you know, the, it, I, I still think when Gilchrist gets a full, a good run at it, like, yeah. it, it is unfortunate. You know, his suspension and now injury. When he gets a good run, it, uh, you know, you can sense he's a goal machine. Really, yeah. you can see, you just see the hunger in him. Well, there's chances that have been created in the games where he hasn't been playing. Where you think, ah, Gilchrist would have been there, and not that yes. Um Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, last night, Gainsborough, I, I walked into Mariners Park um, thinking it's a very still night, there's no wind, pitch is very slick. I was anticipating a really good, quick, incisive game of football from Shields. Someone asked me before the game for score predictions, you know, 2 0, 1 0, 3 0. I said 4 1. I just thought it was one of those nights where there was goals in us. But then, just after kickoff, more rain comes. The pitch was already, you know, damp, and the surface water, I guess, kind of slowed the ball up for that time. But again, one of those games where 
kind of dominate the first half. Thankfully, we got a goal just before half ten because that that would have left me very disappointed not to have scored in in that forty five minutes of football. And you just think, right, ready to kick on, um, ready to kick, and it just doesn't happen. We missed two good chances before the goal. That's yes, we did. You know that should have been like three one, yeah, three nil at half time. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, for me. It was one of the one of those games where I wanted us to to just keep the ball. We 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 seem to be very um, intent on playing very quick football, which you know people won't complain about. But it was probably too frenetic for me mm-hmm. when you, especially in the second half when they've travelled. We've got to, we've got a lead. Keep the ball. We seem to try to get through the phases too too quickly. That, that's the way I look at it. Well, I think as well the games, but you know, let's not you know. Well, I'll big them up a little bit. I thought games were pretty good, uh, organised. They were workmanlike. Yeah, strong. I think um, they didn't just come to shut up shop like that. And I, I think um, they won't be near the bottom of the league um, come the end no, of the season. No, you know, they've had a, they've had a bit of a, a sticky start, but uh, you know. It's a Northern Premier League. It's 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 one of the you know it's it's such a tough league. I keep on going on about it, but you know if we went that in a game and you know we could we could hit someone for six, but it's going to be you know very rare if at all. You know mm-hmm. it's just such a, a slog to get out of this division, and um, they're all at it. You know there's you know the the seasoned campaigners you know at this level. Well, and, I, uh, I was talking to someone on Saturday um, about the league. You may have mentioned it before, off off this before, side about um, how the Northern Premier League, there's clubs in this division that have been in it for donkey's years. Just kind of get out. Yeah. You put them entrenched, don't you? Yeah, like sort of mid-table teams. Like Whitby Town's been in there for, for so long. Obviously, they're top of the league. Well, second, second top, yeah. Top scorers. Um, but, you know, you, you could just list them, you know, the, the teams have been there for years and years. It's... Done well not to be relegated for a start, you know mm. it, it, that takes some doing. But it's uh, to get at, to to be promoted, you know it, it takes some doing. Mm. And uh, we're top of the pile at the moment, and uh, you know. Yeah. And, and, and we've got the Buxton on Saturday, four um, uh, G pitch. Buxton have had a very very difficult start. Yeah. They, they another team which you think well shouldn't be at the bottom. No. Particularly after their playoff performance at the end of last season at our place. Oh yeah. They, they, they were terrific. Yeah. But. But um, it's going again another tough fixture. But we'll shall see what comes of that. Maybe Buxton will be taken to the cleaners. Who knows? But my worry is on a, on one of those four G pitches. If it's dry, it's very, very difficult. I, I was appalled at Scarborough's pitch. I mean, if you look at the league table, Scarborough aren't pulling up any trees either, and, and you just kind of play football on that. Yeah. Their place. Baseball if it's got, dry, baseball have got a. Plastic, uh, four, three G pitch as well. Yeah, they? but they water it. Okay. You know, um, which played right into our hands last season. I did. And they watered it again at half time. Happy days. Yeah. But the Scarborough water that pitch. Try to they had a little hose pipe, <laughs> which on a twenty five degree day when it's already hot, it just evaporates as soon as it hits the surface. <laughs> well, no water, I mean, huh? maybe. So there was more rubber on there than the Dunlop factory. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I think we should we. We need to be expecting to beat Buxton. Yes, I would say so. With our ambitions, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll just counter that over saying it. In a way, point the Northern Premier League yeah. is a, as a, as a point gained. Yes. Yeah. You know, more often than not, we should probably pick up three. Mm. But I'd never say no to a point away from home. Um. So compared to last season, then we've made a great start. 
Um, let's have a look at what we think is oh sorry are the reasons behind it um, compared to last year we'll start at the back goalkeeper we've already touched upon yeah that in itself makes the back four stronger and more confident and therefore more competent we've touched upon that midfield um, the players who were really seen to to be the ones to make the difference Luke Daly sadly has had a Nasty injury, yeah. massive miss, huge. He, he, we've said it before on, on previous editions. You know, like he was virtually dragging us to promotion last season, and he started, you know, the first game of the season and into the second game of the season. He looked, he was, he was on fire, and to to be struck down is it's such a blow, mm. massive blow. He, he, you know, we've got a big squad and a strong squad, but any football team. Um, with, with a big squad, you still, you know, if you lose your, your best player, your key player, it's a massive impact. Mm. The thing I've noticed about midfield is uh, it hasn't been very stable. So the defence, apart from Shaw, has been quite, quite static in terms of the personnel. So yeah. Adams has missed a few games, but in the main, in the main. you've had those five that we could name now. Right? Yeah. So that, that is worth its weight in gold. The midfield, though, it's just been such a churn. It's oh, like a merry-go-round, isn't it? Daily low, both get injured. Briggs, Turnbull hasn't had the greatest of starts. He's had a few. I think he might have got injured as well. I think they've all had. Baxter was playing last night and left midfield. I mean, he did. He did an all right job, but yes. that's like a complete opposite position. Square peg, round hole. Situation. I, I thought he was poor. Um, but for me, it's it's just getting game time in his legs ready yeah. for when Jordan Hunter goes back to Sunderland. I can't see us keeping him much. Yeah. Like, what a player. Terrific. What, what, magnificent. When he came on against Ashton, you could see straight away he was a proper player. And to, as, as a young lad coming to a man's game, you know, he's still just being an academy player. Um, revelation. Mm. If, he must be, in another month at, at Shields, he must be not on the door at Sunderland. Well, if you look at the, the if you compare years. him to someone like Dan Wright, who would come from under twenty three football and yeah. played nothing else but under twenty threes, if you look at this lad, it's it, just a massive being able to influence a game. All right, he's a, he's he's a defender, Jordan Hunter, but in our system, our fullbacks are our you know main mm-hmm. wing threat, and he's providing it, and he, he just he can beat a man. He's always moving. He, he, he spots a pass. It's just an all round really really good young player and he's, he's he's influencing the game and that's what yeah. Dan White couldn't do he's a he's a hungry player and he's not scared to get into it and he's not scared to ask for the ball of the older players so yesterday I noticed that even before the ball was coming to Dylan Morse even before Dylan Morse touched the ball Jordan Hunter wanted it mm-hmm. so it kind of made the mind up for Morse where he was going to pass it that, that is a player who knows what he wants, he's got the hunger and yeah. he is not afraid to kind of go there. But he's, he knows the next pass and he knows, he knows the get, you know, he's a pro in the making. Oh, yeah. He's got the, he's got the talent, doubt. but he's also got the will. Yes, so the desire. The will and the desire. Yeah. And to show that desire in non-league football, when you're stepping <laughs> so down from a football league club, you think, I'm, so a lot of lads will think, oh, well, I'm from Sunderland, mate, I'm from Newcastle, mate, got the Shields and just yeah. muck about a bit. He's not, he's no. come here, it's like Miles Boney. You know they haven't come here to mess about. Yeah. Um, they've come and, and, and they're, they're really doing the business. So on the midfield front, we ha- we have we're having to play people like Baxter in midfield. He wouldn't want to play there. No one really wants him to play there, but he's having to play there yeah. simply because of the amount of churn we're having in midfield. And I think that is one of the main reasons we haven't really took off. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, looks like we are. Then you get a few yeah. missing. If you can have like three out of four of them. 
mainstays in the midfield then mm-hmm. they build an understanding mm-hmm. and then you start to take off of that that's a big part of I think yeah. why we haven't yeah, I think so much this season yeah. two players have stood out for me in midfield though um, first of all Adam Thurston now I say stand out but actually my point is he doesn't stand out mm. because he quietly and effectively goes about his business and really doesn't do much wrong um, he's quietly gone about dictating play if you look at games doesn't give the ball away much. Yeah. It's tigerish in the tackle and, and does a very, very good job. Seems to get substituted after 65 minutes most games, but I think I would take a, I would take a good 65 minutes of him any day. Mm. Um, still a lot more to come from him because I, I thought he would there'd be like a triumvirate of, of Thurston Daly Law. Yeah. You know, that might still happen. But the other midfielder who, again, I'm going to eat a little bit of humble pie, I think, is Robert Briggs. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought... He was going to be a squad player, um, but he's just getting better with age. He's just strolling through, strolling through the games, like you know, just with ease. His, his positional play, I think, is improving. I think again, you know, he, although he, he's not a professional, it just that he's playing it. He's, this is his second season now at this level. Um, he's played higher before and whatnot, but you know, as a as a sort of a, as a experienced player now, he probably feels at home. Like you know, this, this is this is where I you know at least deserve to be and. He's uh, he's playing with confidence, but uh, he's you know he's just strolling through the game. He's posi- because he's able to he's picking positions where he's getting the ball in better areas, and he's able to dictate things. And and whether it's the coaching, you know, from um, Liam Graham or whatever, but he's just he's been outstanding. Yeah, no doubt about it. Why isn't he taking the corners? Good question. All of some of the wide free kicks. Yeah, I mean the corners this year so far have been crap. Yeah, abysmal. Yeah. Um, one, I don't like outswinging corners. Never have done, never will. No. Um, for me, you want the min swing so that if you're going to put your head on it, at least there's a bit of pace. You've got momentum with the ball. You're not going against the ball. Secondly, there's more pressure on the, the defenders and the goalkeeper. Yeah. And thirdly, um, the biggest biggest bugbear will just kind of seem to beat the first man. The thing about Briggs is free kicks. He gets that natural whip, and he he's. I mean, you can tell from his free kicks shooting the goal. He's so accurate because. Mm. More than likely, they go close. So, yeah. surely so he, why he's not taking the corners, and especially the wide free kicks, which he's not at the minute. No. I, I don't know. Because Gilly's corners, well, they're just woeful. Yeah. Rubbish. No. Um, we've got, if you think we've got bigger lads now, mm-hmm. if you put with John Shaw playing up front, you've got Gilchrist in there when he's fit, Ania, you've got Brown and Morse, and we'll kind of put the ball in the box. Even on, even in free play, we don't seem to be getting wide and putting the balls in the box. But no. That's a different topic altogether. But I agree. I don't know the reason why Briggs isn't taking those every every single set piece in the opposition's half, regardless what it is, especially penalties. Briggs, <laughs> for me, should take it. Yeah, his own I agree. Right. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in terms of improvement, you've, you look at Gary Brown, Robert Briggs, huge improvement. Gary Brown, the biggest. Yes. You do, I mean, uh, and then you look at. I remember as well, Gary Brown just wanted to touch you know, He's just hard, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's he knows just, the dark he's arts. Master of the dark arts. Yeah, he's <laughs> just he's he's been around a long. You know, he's played at you know a high level for many many years, and he just he just knows the game. He knows when and where to do it. Mm. Um. So defense solid, stable. Midfield, it's a bit of a merry-go-round. Up front, just the same. Yeah, up front's the same. Uh, we've brought Jordan Anier in. He clearly hasn't come up here to mess about because he's come up um, 
450 mile from Cornwall um, and has something about him he looks mm-hmm. strong athletic um, not I haven't seen him sprint but doesn't look as though he has that explosion of pace no. but plays on the shoulder and that, that that's a, a big thing where for me at least now we've got a bit of him a bit of a presence up front mm-hmm. where yeah. last year our plan B was always these long diagonal balls which Cogden and Foley were never going to win. And then Har- Harmerson, Ben Harmerson coming on for our plan C. Yeah, plan B. but now the, there's clear intent. Um, you can see what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and we just hope for a bit of luck to get whichever pair they're going to put up there um, can, can forge a, an understanding. Um, it's an embarrassment of riches we've got up front, really, isn't it? It is. It's Foley, Mason... Um, Foley now, can't even get on this well he's just come back from holiday yeah. what's that about um, <laughs> but um, Lee Mason kind of seemed to get his foot in the door for a start uh, I, I worry about Lee Mason a bit because he's, he's a real favourite of ours and you know he scores goals he's, mm-hmm. he, and he, he, he has massive impacts on the games but he, I'm just watching him at the moment he, he's obviously like a match sharpness but just all around fitness, he just seems to be the wrong shape, you know, he, he's, he's not got a belly or anything like that, but he's just, the, the movement, like, off, off, you know, from a stand and start, it's like, it's almost like he's trying, he's pulling a trap or something, you know, it's, obviously he needs a, a long run of games to get proper match fitness, but he cannot really afford it at this level no. now, you know, and it's, it's a shame because he's a terrific player, but he's carrying a bit of timber, and, uh, but he's not, you, you, you know, he is, but he isn't, yeah. it's just, he's, it's his body. Yeah, he's set. Yeah. Big bone, whatever you want to call it. I do recall last season, when he got an injury, it took him a little bit longer yeah. to get back than you would expect a yeah. full firing. Um, but then again, last season, he had quite a lot of minutes. This season, he might not get as many, like as many minutes. Because, of course, so you know, have that luxury. looking for impact, yeah. you know, where now that we've got what we have up front, you can now have the luxury of having explosive impact players coming on in the last 20 minutes i.e. that might be what Foley's going to do um, and certainly Melenic Ali did it last night did it last night yeah. lower centre of gravity yeah. tired defenders legs twisting and turning them that might be the, the way forward yeah. he has got pace Melenic Ali yeah. you know. um, I still think Mason is up there with the top two finishers in that squad he's, he's still my player I call him my man Mason he's yeah. top top player brilliant finisher gets goals but I, yeah. I just find it sad to watch him, like you know, in this sort of in this scenario right now, where he's trying to get back to fitness. Yeah. It, it's 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 hard because you know what he's capable of and what he can do oh, when he's fully wonderful fit. Wonderful player, but it, it just seems to take him twice the length of time as anyone else to get fit. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. But the embarrassment of riches means that we can. The embarrassment of riches at the back means that we've got the luxury of having John Shaw up front, um, and um, that brings itself. Our highest quality striker, probably, you know, in terms of what he's done in the game. Oh, he's done a lot of that in that position. Yeah. Watched him last night. Again, he plays on the shoulder and he knows, as a defender, how to defend. And as an attacker, he knows how to attack aerial balls. Knows the positional sense of the position he's got to get his body in to win those challenges. Um, and that's where the understanding's going to come. I, I do think, you know, once we... I say once, but it might never happen. We might keep on getting these little niggles and injuries where we might not get that that run of consistency with um, with personnel. But it's just the, the luxury of Shawsy up front. 
Wow, class act. I mean, you can, you can imagine a scenario where, and Shorzy's probably going to be happy with this, where you've got Brown and Dylan Morse well set at the back, you've got Gilchrist and whoever else well set up the front, and Short can just be there to cover. Hmm. Like, imagine you've got oh, Brownie's injured, oh, Shaw's in. Uh-huh. Morse is injured, Shaw's in. Oh, Gilchrist will put Shaw up. He can be like yeah. that cover because. Mm. He, he, I mean, last night he was running all over the place. Compared to centre half, yeah. he would have done probably about treble the amount of running well, up front, and he'll be feeling it the day. He was knackered, wasn't he? He, he was feeling it after an hour. Didn't take him off. No, no. And he got his goal. He got his goal. Hats yeah. off to him, like. You know. um, but he was tired after an hour. You can see, but, but he never stopped. If someone like him on the bench, you've got defence and up front covered. Yeah. Great, tremendous. Great position to be in. Yeah. One thing I picked up. Um, we've really bigged up the fact that the defence is so solid Blair Adams has been really solid but I, I'm, I wonder whether the groin injury he had at the end of last season and the injury that his groin he picked up at the beginning of this season is still a niggle because he doesn't for me seem to be able to go past opposition like he used to he cuts in a lot he's cutting in a lot mm. um, and, and I just wonder whether in the back of his mind he's worried about his groin Possibly, I right now. Yeah. yeah, full pelt. I don't think he was full pelt anymore. No, I, that's not a. That's not um, derogatory against him at all. I, I just want, it might be wrong. It's just mm. he does cut. Yeah, you know, with, with the with, you know the personnel we have up front now, get down the flank and get yeah. an early crossing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Hunt wants to do that. Um, Thurston can do that as well, but from the left. It just seems they were cut inside, and then Blair has opportunities to shoot on his wrong foot. Yeah. If he's going to do that, play him at right on the right, and yeah, uh, and yeah. do it that way. Um, so a really really good start though. We're you know we're, we're picking the bones out of things, and yeah. maybe looking some say might might say too deeply. I don't know, but um, all in all, it's been a terrific start, and um, more great news yesterday. Uh, with the announcement of the application for planning permission for the, the next phase of development of Mariners Park, which is the 900-seater stand along Shaftesbury Avenue, the Community Hub and Sports Hall. Um, things like that just get you, I guess, a little bit more excited. Um, but with that comes, uh, I'm not going to say pressure, but expectation, expectation of you want bigger crowds to fill those yeah. seats, don't you? Yeah. Now, crowds this season, I won't count the cup game, um, crowds this season um, are probably 1,200. We've got a 1,200 core. Yeah. Um, I think one of you said that probably is going to, we've got a 1,200 core. So, you know, we averaged more than that, of course, because of the cup games last year. And we a, um, there'll be games against Morpeth where we'll get over 2,000. Scarborough. Scarborough, Whitby, yeah. that sort of thing. But the core of, of about 1,200, and we can only grow that with what the club's doing now and, and with promotion. Again, going back there, maybe the cup wasn't, who knows, because the yeah. promotion is everything. It is. We've gone professional, so yeah. clearly we've got to get... And with pro- promotion to the National League North comes bigger away followings, bigger club names, and just everything. Um, do you think it's the r- right time to be increasing capacity? I think it is. I think it's it's not a, a huge increase in capacity. It's a nine hundred seater stand, so you could you know probably already fit I don't know six well, more than that down down that side of the ground probably a thousand down there anyway. So it's yeah really it's just putting in like for like, but it's the view you know 
with the bigger games, we've said we've said it before. When you have a big crowd at Mariners, and because you can stand at the barrier, if you're not at the barrier, your your view's blocked. Yep. And uh, I, so I, I think you was blocked last night by the dugouts. Yeah, the oh, dugout. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe sorry, I'll let you do no. the point there. No, yeah. go on, sorry. The dugout, even even if they have the seat, the seats like that, if they don't put the dugouts a little bit, no, the, uh, the dugouts are going over the other side. They're going to the side yeah. to block. Uh, ultimately, they are. Whether they go in the next season, I guess, I guess they would, unless they make some of the seats kind of a temporary kind of scenario. I think they're going because I yeah. think it just it, you know the stands there you can't keep the dugouts there it, yeah. it, it just yeah. takes the whole they'll point put by the side of the tunnel you know it'll be just one of those where you kind of start with so it, it's the ideal place to put them yeah. by the side of the tunnel Hopefully I think that happens I think, I think yes I think it's the right time because um, it, it smartens the ground it makes the, like uh, uh, you know the lure of Mariners Park even greater than it is now mm-hmm. Um and the, so some people who are put off because of the view uh, being restricted or people who can't stand mm-hmm. for, for, a length, for any length of time and I for one you know will probably go in those seats um, not because I can't stand but like if I come you know, with, with my daughter um, it'd be far easier to bring a little girl to the match yeah. to sit her down mm-hmm. rather than having to like you know try and sit on a barrier on my shoulders or you know entertain her in other ways or whatever you know so I, I think it is the right time just yeah. to keep the, you know, I said you know, a, a good cup run focuses attention on the club, but that's not going to happen this year unless it's the FA Trophy. But a new stand being opened just keeps just keeps the club in 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 the public eye, um, certainly locally. Mm-hmm. And um, no, I think it's definitely the right time. It would be interesting to see how many people choose to sit because mm-hmm. you know you get the professional leagues where you're forced to sit, and a lot of people say, "Well, you know, I'd rather stand." Yeah. Even the not in non-league. I would much rather stand. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll yeah. use those seats. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I've had six pints like you did the other day, I'll need it. <laughs> but uh, um, personally, I don't think I'd use it. I'd rather, I'm looking forward to the terracing style, the raised terracing. A little bit like, what's it, Whitley Bay. Mm-hmm. Love that. It's quite, like, there's a, it's got a bit of a good tangent. Yes. Where, no, even if someone sits on the, stands on the um, step below you, there's no chance of them blocking your view because yes. it's, it's kind of steep yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love them to do something like that. Well, ultimately, the, the yeah. plan is to put permanent terracing behind the goal at the yeah. 3G end. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the, that, that, I guess, would be the next yeah. phase. Um, but one other development that's already in is the new, the new floodlights. Yeah. Clearly far, far better. Very oh, big. Yeah. But the corners are still dark. I think uh, there's a bit of a jiggly pokery to be done there. Uh, a bit of adjustment needed there. But you yeah. can see, I don't know if you've watched the highlights, Dan's highlights today, but you can really see yeah. on the highlights, you know, the four corners yeah. considerably darker. Right. So, you know, that's going to be something that has to be put right. Um, but going back to, you know, we've had a, a little bit of a moan about the FA Cup, but if you look at the league table, we are top having played eight games. Mm. Morpeth have played five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we are, in the last few years, historically, we've been in that position. Yeah. Having to play catch-up. And mm-hmm. I think it's all, you look at Farsley last year and, and Warrington, they had points in the bag, games played. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, so who yeah. who knows if the management... <laughs> points in the bag is, is worth its weight in goal because it puts pressure on the other team. We were always under pressure with Farsley and Warrington because they had guarantee. We we were always because we needed to win mm-hmm. yeah. games yeah. back then, and even when they got points taken off them, we still uh, mm. <laughs> still couldn't do it because they had the extra points in the bag. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So all in all, um, really encouraging start. It's got me excited for the the rest of the campaign. Yeah. Um, some big games coming up as well. A lot of fans, although it's a midweek game, a lot of fans are quite looking forward to FC United of Manchester next yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the games are coming thick and fast, you know. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, right. It's just game after game after game. Um, so the beauty of that is because we've got an embarrassment of riches, as we call it, players that are coming in, to, to if you're going to rotate and rest, quality. Aye. The, 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 the upside to having this injury crisis is that players have now had proper pressurised game time mm-hmm. that they can rely on when, whenever we need them. Yeah. And of course, when Jordan Hunter... Sadly, has to go back to Sunderland. I'll be gutted. Yeah. Well, he will. Um, well, Craig Baxter is ready to go. Yeah. You can't ask for the right back at this level. You can't. Full time. Class act. Um, so, there we go. Don't even got out else you want to put in, lads, but uh, I've exhausted my little selection. Um, it's a, it's the end of another another session around the table in the studio. So, um, we hope you've enjoyed that, everybody. Um, hope you've enjoyed watching the Mariners as much as we've as much as we have so far this season um, any feedback you want to give us positive or negative remember uh, our Twitter feed um, at Podcast Mariners um, hope you've enjoyed this edition and we very much hope that you'll join us for the next one next month so from Ronnie Simon and myself Chris it's goodbye for now ta-da thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast There'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca.